to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am Kayfabe AJ, and this is Kayfabe Avenue bringing to you the Monday Night Raw wrap-up. That's right. It's another Monday gone by and another review for you guys, so let's get straight into it. Um, we already know we ha we're getting the WWE Championship match, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. So this is very heavy on that. This episode had a lot of buildup for that main event. And it starts off straight well, with recaps from last week um, between Randy and Drew and Drew you know, cutting a promo towards Roman and showing up on, on SmackDown, having that altercation with Roman and pretty much saying he's going to bulldoze Randy Orton and get to the WWE Championship and get to Survivor Series so Roman can look forward to that. And well, I, I will say, if you didn't uh, hear my SmackDown review, go back and check that out. But what I will give you guys was seeing Roman and Drew McIntyre standing face to face gave Rock versus Hogan feel it gave Triple H versus Austin uh it gave so it, it gave big star big quality vibes so I was actually I'm actually really glad that they built up Drew McIntyre in, in that way so you know Starts off with Drew McIntyre making his way to the ring and, you know, giving a giving, you know, the promo pretty much saying the same thing. He's going to end up at Survivor Series and Randy Orton, you know, gets on the Titantron, cuts one of Randy Orton's classic promos. Randy Orton is top notch week to week. I keep saying it. Randy is in, in his like glory, like his glory days right now. Like this is his this is his you know, ascending to legend era right now. So, Orton, you know, typical promo. This is not going to face him. He's going to, you know, he's going to be the champion by the time he walks out of here and leaning heavily on the suspensions that he used to have. And the reason why he's still around is because he's the greatest wrestler ever. So, you know, that leads into Miz. You know, Drew McIntyre walks off. Miz interrupts and, you know, cuts his his typical promo with John Morrison, talking about being the, the face of USA Network, his show coming on uh, later, and, you know, him being the money in the bank briefcase holder. And people, you know, kind of sleeping on the fact that he still has that briefcase. And no matter who becomes the champion tonight or who faces who a survivor series that Miz can take it at any moment. So, you know, good, good stuff with that, but he leans into a promo about the fiend. I don't know why would you do that, but you know, he's leaning into that. This leads into, you know, a matchup down the line, uh, 
in the show between Bray Wyatt and and The Miz. So after after the Miz promo, we got Lana in the back with Nia Jax, who's been putting her relentlessly through tables every single week. Um, you know, to to my you know content because I've been enjoying it, but. Nonetheless, they're asking her who put us in this match. Like, was it your idea? They're going to have a six-woman tag team match with Lana being on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler's team against Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Asuka. So, you know, I kind of projected who would win the moment they announced that. But going forward, we end up with that being the first match of the night. And... Honestly, like I said, I, I projected who was going to win before. Obviously, it was the the faces, Oscar, Mandy, and Dana Brooke, with Lana being the reason why they lost, suffering the Oscar lock. And obviously, put through another table. I believe this is eight or nine now, uh, straight weeks. So they did it funny because at the end, Nia was like, you know what? I'm not going to put you through the table. I give you respect. I like what you did out there. Psych put it through the table. So that was pretty funny. But this uh, Shayna Baszler during the match ends up hurting Mandy Rose. Now, I don't know if this was kayfabe uh, to to storyline explain why she's not going to be in Survivor Series match. I think she re- legitimately got injured last week. So... They they highlighted more on the Mandy Rose elbow or shoulder injury situation. So after that, we get the members of Team Raw and AJ trying to give out Team Raw shirts and, you know, get them to have some unity. I've been enjoying this storyline because everybody's like, AJ, you're not the team captain, like, Nobody is telling you you're the captain, but good good banter between all of them. We find out that uh, AJ's bodyguard actually can talk, so that was pretty dope. We expect, and it was funny because AJ's like, "Oh my god, I have so many questions. I didn't know you can talk." He's like, "You never asked." <laughs> good banter back and forth. Uh, overall, good promo segment, but um, we end up having them face retribution later on in the night after that we get a little promo segment with abby and rambling rabbit so we're gonna get a firefly funhouse a little bit later and when we get back to from commercial dana brooke is getting interviewed about mandy and who attacks dana brooke to also storyline take her out the freaking match reckoning and I don't even want to call her Reckoning. It's Mia fucking Yim. Reckoning is a horrible name. She's not doing shit in a stable full of men. It's about time they had her attack someone who, you know, she can start a storyline with or do something with. She's just been growling for weeks and doing nothing. It's a waste of talent. It's a waste of Mia Yim. So, um, we have... That pretty much uh, happened. Dana Brooke gets attacked. We end up with the Firefly Funhouse, a, a, a Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss cutting a promo pretty much on Miz. This promo was 
more on the jokey side of uh, a couple of um a couple of situations where Bray Wyatt is doing little uh segments of his training and you know typical good stuff that you can expect from the Firefly Funhouse and um then we get next we get um MVP and talking about Survivor Series in the ring with the Hurt Business. And they're pretty much talking about the upcoming tag team match with the New the new Day. And pretty much saying that they'll be the ones going on to Survivor Series. New, new Day comes out, cuts a typical uh, promo uh, on, on them. You know, the, the funny, making fun of them stuff. Now, what I will say about this whole segment was... Shelton Benjamin needs to grease the wheels. He needs to be given the mic more. Like, he, he stumbles, and it's because, and I, it's not a discredit, and I don't look at Shelton anyway, and it was minor, but they need to let this man talk more. Like, Shelton Benjamin is a pure athlete. Like, he he's somebody that you look for an example of what an all-around wrestler can be. So they need to start capitalizing on Shelton Benjamin. They need to stop with the the in the shadow of the group. Let him shine in the group. Bobby Lashley, of course, is the leader. MVP is the mouthpiece. But I would I wouldn't have been mad if the uh, the Hurt Business picked up the tag team titles. I would not have been mad. I, I want to see these guys, especially Shelton Benjamin, especially Cedric Alexander. I want to see these guys in a better light. I want to see them showcase in a way that I know they can be. So, um, overall good match. This was, um, one of my favorite matches of the night. I'll give this one a 7.5 or eight. Um, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods pulling off the win, retaining the title. So they'll go on to survivor series, which, you know, makes sense because of how well the storyline between them and the street profits have been built across brands. We've been seeing, you know, Big E kind of defend them. So now it's time for his boys to, you know, pretty much show and prove what Big E's been saying to the Street Profits and defending their honor. Um, so, I, and I'm expecting that to be a highlight match of Survivor Series. We'll definitely get around to, we'll definitely get around to doing a prediction show. So, you know, look forward to, to that. And... Before we carry on with the rest of Monday Night Raw, let's take a quick break to our sponsors, the people who keep the lights on, keep this train moving for KFA Bath, and we'll be right back after these messages. So now we're back, and we uh, pretty much left off with the Hurt Business and New Day retaining. Uh, the the championships or whatever, and we have Sheamus backstage, and he has he's got a promo with Drew McIntyre. Now they they've been real buddy buddy over the past weeks with Drew McIntyre leaning into his uh you know face role, and Sheamus kind of like on the fence of you know I'm a heel or am I gonna t- be a heel or am I turning face because of Drew or will I turn on Drew because our motivations are not the same. So Sheamus actually shows up, says, hey, I got a, uh, something for you that you left at, um, left behind. And pretty much he talked to Drew's mom and has something that was dear to him. He pulls the cover and it's 
a treasure chest with his old wrestling gear, which was pretty dope. Um, you know, good homage. And then Seamus gives Drew his sword. So, you know, they're going heavy and it leads into the main event, which, you know, we'll get into uh, soon. But then we have uh, back, we backstage with Mustafa Ali, um, you know, cutting a promo. And, you know, the, the thing with, with Retribution, I gave them a pass for a few weeks and it's like they're really not not believable and the the one thing I will say about this this raw at least they finally started to lean into the possibility of them uh having some believability behind the stable because I feel like if you're not gonna push them in a good light get get some good legitimate wins behind them or at least get build up some wins just pull the plug on them already like it's no need to continue this, no need to to drag this on, but nonetheless, good good promo from Mustafa Ali. I like his transition into the leadership role. You know, he, he started to build that confidence, and you could tell. And this leads straight into match number three, which was Sheamus, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Braun Strowman versus Retribution. Um, I won't get into it too much, but you know. Decent match all around. I'll give it like a 6.5. Um, the good highlight was the Retribution win. It was in a, you know, push Matt Riddle into Braun Strowman roll-up, sneak roll-up victory. So, you know, heel way of winning, which makes sense for their group. But they need a legitimate win. They need to start building that that dominance. And they don't have dominance. And that's my problem with this match and, and, you know, just the dealing of retribution, you know, they're leading into some W's and I'll, I'll take what I can get. But if you're not going to break the group up, unmask them, take the fucking code names off, lean into who they were before retribution, just show that they have a united purpose. That's really all you need to do. After that, we get Nikki cross backstage. Um, and, She's asking for Alexa Bliss, and she gets stopped. Asks, you know, Nikki's gone. Nick, uh, Nikki, she's gone. She chose the fiend, and you know she she walks away. You know, still still determined, still looking for her friend. Then we see Jeff Hardy backstage, and he's pissed off, tearing down flyers, and it's obviously because Elias is trolling him, and it's still leaning into the storyline that. Um, Elias got hit with the car a few months back with his injury. Uh, you know, storylines taking him out of the with injury. It was actually Sheamus, but he's blaming uh, Jeff Hardy. So Jeff Hardy is is pissed off, and and you know he ends up confronting Elias, and I, I like the anger that he he showed against Elias. He ends up pulling his beard, which I found hilarious. I started laughing. He it was like. Instead of ruffling his collar, he ruffled his beard. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was pretty funny. But Jeff Hardy means business, obviously. So um, then we get, you know, he's pretty much saying, Jeff Jeff is saying that he, he's been proven innocent. If you can continue to accuse me of something I didn't do, uh, it will be he will be guilty of worse than hitting you with a car. So 
you know, you don't want to push the guy who's been known to take it to the extreme. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, we have the Miz come out for the, for his match against Bray Wyatt. And he's trying to, now he's trying to see reason. And he's trying to appeal to the Fiend's motivation, saying that he wants Randy Orton. I want the championship. Let's work together uh, or whatever. Alexa Bliss comes out as the messenger for Bray Wyatt. And she says that Fiend says no. That's when we have Nikki Cross come out, try to talk sense into Nikki. She's saying the Fiend is bad for you. Walk away. Alexa says, you know what? You're right. And then smacks the hell out of her with a right hand. Then we get Bray Wyatt come out and interrupt that situation. And he's, you know, Funhouse Bray. So he's not in the full the fiend, uh the full fiend gear, none, none of that. But stares menacingly at Nikki Cross. And I'm hoping that he heals her and brings her back to old NXT crazy Nikki. So we could get the full package uh tag team with the women and break a, you know, exert his influence on that and you know maybe build a little Bray Wyatt fiend stable you know of crazy characters across Raw you know there's a lot of groups on Raw and why not at this point nonetheless this leads into Bray Wyatt's match with um Bray Wyatt and it was it was a good match I give this one a seven seven and a half overall it, uh, Bray Wyatt didn't crush the Miz the Miz you know, held his own. I think they're trying to build Miz as not only somebody who could be sneaky, but also someone who also can hold his own weight when needed. And I like that about this match. Um, not only that, we had Alexa Bliss on the side doing her little, you know, fiend characterizations and end up even getting into the action, um, knocking John Morrison over the barricade. I, I really enjoyed this one. So after that, we get a Bray Wyatt winning. And Alexa and him walk up to the Titantron. Titantron goes, the lights go dark. We see the Fiend on the Titantron. They both staring at the Fiend's image as we go to commercial. Then we have this awesome uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre promo at the 10 o'clock mark. And I was like, damn, we getting this, this match the whole hour? Like, But like I said, Raw had... A lot of buildup for this match. They wanted to make this match something, you know, special. So great package, great example of the production value that WWE puts into their documentaries. And I, I really enjoy it. So then we get go back and we finally get the update from Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And they're officially out of the match with Peyton Royce and... um. And damn, I forgot her name. Um, Lacey Evans. Ooh, caught a brain fart real quick. But Lacey Evans and uh, Peyton Royce, who for some reason been tagging. I This is blasphemy that you will have anyone but the Iconics together. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce tagging together. You don't put anyone with Peyton Royce unless it's Billy Kay. And that is my uh, vent for this episode. But... <laughs> Nonetheless, we get uh, Lacey Evans and uh, Peyton Royce approach the, uh, Nia Jax and um, Shayna Baszler pretty much saying, you're not going to push us over like you did the others. And then we have Peyton Royce obviously be the 
you know, one cooling down Lacey Evans, like, let's go, um, let's be a team, whatever. Oscar cut, you know, gets interviewed. Basically, Sasha's not ready for Oscar. Then we have a Angel Garza promo, which is typical of what he's been doing the past couple of weeks, which I really like talking directly to the ladies. Cameron, you know, zoomed in on his face, gives the rose, you know, shades of Eddie Guerrero. Then we have the championship match main event. And what a main event it was. Like I said, um, Raw was built up to uh, last night to really showcase the rivalry that was going on between Randy and Drew. And by the time we actually got to the main event, we've already had, you know, killer promos, killer uh, production, you know, to highlight this whole feud, which pretty much has taken up the majority of this year between Orton and Drew McIntyre. And it was top notch. It was big match feel. It was big event feel. We had, you know, Sheamus earlier dropping off Drew McIntyre's old attire. So it was the little you know, history with his entrance, with the kilt, you know, representing his, his Scottish background, and then the sword, like, the whole entrance was just turned up to a hundred, you know, I already, I knew from the moment Drew McIntyre came out for this match that they really wanted to make this a big match feel, and if there was any indication of a title change, it was, it was that, the fact that they made this feel like a pay-per-view on the main show. So, as far as the match, you know, typical match between Orton and Drew, really good stuff back and forth. Overall, I'll probably give this about an eight. Um, Orton was trying his best to snake his way into winning the, you know, the championship. You know, actually retaining the championship, trying to get a DQ, trying to get a count out. We end up getting Adam Pearce coming out and telling him it's going to be a no count out, no disqualification match. So that turns up. The, the match from there, we get steel, steel step spots, we get table spots, a whole bunch of stuff. We end up with Orton with a bleeding back, but uh, long story short, for the end, we Orton goes for a DDT, he hits it, he starts tuning up the RKO, Drew gets up, pushes him, hits him with a Claymore kick, and beats him for a clean win, which was shocking to me. I expected the hijinks of The Miz. And, you know, you know, something to get involved in this match. But this was a straight up clean match. Uh, the Miz was, you know, disposed of with the with the Fiend Bray Wyatt earlier. And now, you know, th this match shockingly was clean. So I know a lot of people not feeling the fact that Orton dropped the title so soon. Uh, he's maybe had it for a month. But I see this as a win. I, I kind of think that. WWE is going in the direction of a future Randy Orton versus John Cena. Randy Orton has been really vocal on social media. And a few months ago, he said his, his dream retirement match would be him versus Cena. And Orton accumulates enough to get to 16 championships. With this 14 win, he's two more, you know, two away from that. So his dream, like continuing on the dream match, he said he would love you know, to get to that number 16, then him and Cena have, you know, a one-on-one -on -one, uh, retirement match for the both of them with either him or Cena coming out on top and breaking Ric Flair's record and gaining that 17-time championship. Now, if anybody, I wouldn't want anyone to break Ric Flair's record. I feel like that's something special. 
that should stay with Rick. But Cena is already tied. If anyone deserves to go against Cena for this, you know, milestone in the career, I I believe Orton is probably the best bet for that. You know, through the rise of John Cena, Orton has always been that guy on the opposite end of the ring. You know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, holding it down where Cena was a face, Orton was the heel. These guys grew up literally in the same class of OVW, promoted around the same time. Rose through the ranks around the same time. Their careers mirror each other. So that would be a perfect, you know, send off for, you know, either of them or both of them when the time comes. So I don't expect Orton to just sit idly by 14 reigns and that was it. No, I definitely see him down the line trying to pick up a 15th and possible 16th to make this dream match happen. If anybody can convince Vince McMahon to have a dream match, uh, for them, I, I believe it's Orton. Orton's put in that work, and when it involves John Cena, and I'm pretty sure John Cena will be all for that match. So, you know, if anybody could pull that off, I believe it would be Orton. Now, congratulations is in order to Drew McIntyre. He is now officially a two-time WWE champion. He will be going into Survivor Series to fight Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, and at the end of the show, in closing, he says to Roman directly in the camera, prepare a chair at the head of the table because I'm coming for you. <coughs> so, excuse me. So, you know, good good booking. Drew, Drew and Roman on Friday, like I said earlier in the show, gave us big Rock versus Austin, Austin versus Triple H vibes. You know, we haven't had two superstars Stand toe-to-toe and give us this electricity in years. And it's about that time. So I'm actually happy that they went with Drew. Because the story of Friday night just built this match so well. And, you know, Orton barely having any communication with Roman over the shows. You know, it would have just been just another regular match. This match feels like it has something going into it now. It, has, it feels special because Drew... Steps to the other show, steps to the champion, and put out that challenge. But nonetheless, I can do this all day. And you can find me at the Kayfabe Avenue on Instagram. You can find us collectively at Kayfabe Avenue on the YouTube, where you can find some of the visual versions of our podcast. And to get the full catalog of our podcast, feel free to drop by Spotify. Feel free to look into Anchor and Apple Podcasts. We're on every major streaming provider, wherever your podcast are provided. So check us out at Kayfabe Avenue. Follow us on the Twitter. And like I said, join us on the Facebook group. Like, share, subscribe. Join the conversation. And if you like the podcast and you want to subscribe and contribute to the show, keep this train going, please click on the support link on anchor.fm slash kayfabe avenue as well as the support link on the apple podcast uh you know subscribe help us uh keep these shows going keeping us creating and pushing out more content for the viewers this has been kayfabe aj this has been kayfabe avenue and this was the raw wrap-up austin take us home and that's the bottom line why Cause those stone cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.